1: Good morning or good afternoon or however you're listening to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, whether it's live or on tape, is it Memorex? All right, I won't date myself too much. A little record company to get it started on this uh, beautiful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you're listening to. In the mood for you. Great track from those guys from the record company. They were actually in New York uh, about a week or so ago. I did not get a chance to see them. Definitely have to check these guys out. Three-piece, little blues. Little American music to kick off or to end American Craft Beer Week, uh, as the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast earlier this week. Uh, on Tuesday, it was over at the Cloverleaf Tavern in Caldwell, New Jersey. What a great job those guys did hosting the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. It was an Amer- American Craft Beer Week special with Sam Adams and their Long Shop Beers specials, all kinds of fun stuff. You've got to check out the Cloverleaf Tavern in uh, Caldwell, New Jersey. They are fantastic. One of the oldest bars in the area. It started in the 30s and can't wait to kick off this new edition of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on the road. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Cloverleaf Tavern. It's another Al Gattulo craft beer cast on the road. That's right. You can clap. Go ahead. Come on. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. we are uh, got another fantastic show for you tonight. We are celebrating American Craft Beer Week, and we've got some great craft beer guests that will be joining me this hour, the usual news and notes to get to. Uh, but first, how can you follow me? It's very easy. A little something different we're going to do for Suds and Duds this week. But how can you follow me? Very easy. On Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A G Beercast, and via email at Albert G at NYC dot com. And for you uh you tech uh, geeks, uh, we are on iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beercast. You can download the podcast and any of the past podcasts right there and listen at your leisure. Now, our guest tonight on the Alcatulo Craft Beercast on AM nine seventy, the answer first up, Ryan Dorcheck, the GM General Partner of the Cloverleaf Tavern, is going to be my guest coming up in about ten minutes. Place has a very, very cool history. If you're not aware of it in the beautiful town of Caldwell, New Jersey, you're going to find out in just about 10 minutes. At the bottom of the hour, uh, we're hoping to have a representative from Samuel Adams, but I think we're going to grab in my guy from Peerless Beverage, Brian Quinn. He's going to join me. We'll discuss more of, on American Craft Beer Week and why this is such a big event every year uh, around the country, along with the offerings from Samuel Adams that are on tap here at the Cloverleaf Tavern. Uh, American Craft Beer Week runs... Uh, through sunday and of course if you are here at the cloverleaf tavern and why wouldn't you be you got to come down here what a tremendous job the taps that they have here it's been uh, voted the number one craft beer bar in new jersey for for two consecutive years they do a fantastic job here the food is phenomenal but the beer is the reason why you come in the door today some great um, sam adams beers on draft part of their long shot series uh, which has to do with uh home brewers and uh, some representatives that work for Samuel Adams that are putting together their own home brew, and they get involved in this competition, and the winner gets their beer produced by Sam Adams uh, for a limited period of time. The three beers that they have on tap here this evening, uh, Barnstorm, which is a 7.8% Saison, Coffee Head, which is also a 7% uh, Coffee Imperial Stout, and the Wild Child, which is a 5.7% American wild ale. It's on tap here. It'll be here all week. It'll be here over the weekend as well. If it doesn't kick, and if it kicks, well, you're going to have to go with something else. By the way, another cool thing that the Cloverleaf Tavern does before we get to news and notes, this is a great menu that they put together of all the various beers that they have on draft, the specialty drafts, the specialty bottles, and then you go into the second page, and they have a whole list of bottled beers that you can uh, go from, from ales to lagers, uh, English beers, stouts, porters, Ciders, gluten-free beers. They do a whole thing for flights, and the best part, which we're going to get into with Ryan uh, in about uh, about seven or eight minutes or so, is they have a grad school here. Yes, you can earn your PhD in beer. That to me is an education, well worth it. I don't know if my mother would be happy about that going to college to learn to drink beer, but you know what? I graduated college a long, long time ago. But let's move into our news and notes segment here on the Alcatuloa Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy and the answer. So uh, following Wicked Weed's sale to Anheuser-Busch InBev, the big news, of course, when this happened was more than half of the breweries that participated in North Carolina's breweries annual Funkatorium Invitational dropped out. Very upset. A lot of the craft beer brewers banded together and said, you know what, we're not going to take part in a festival which was purchased by Big Beer. So after initially saying that the July festival would go on as originally planned, the brewery has decided to postpone the event until the end of August, which uh, would be August 26th of this year. In a Facebook post, the brewery announced it will evolve the Funkatorium Invitational and host a reimagined festival to raise money for the charity that they, uh, they uh, raise money for every year. The company is also offering refunds to those who have already purchased tickets. Meanwhile, two Massachusetts breweries that pulled out of the Funkatorium Invitational Night Shift Brewing in Springdale Barrel Room, which is a subdivision of Jack's Abbey, have announced plans for We're Funked Weekend. That's a series of events celebrating sour beer and all the things that go Uh, with Sour Beer, Uh, they are going to do that at the uh, original time that the Funkatorium Invitational was scheduled to take place. Uh, Some news about Speakeasy uh, beers and lagers. Uh, We had talked about this. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks on the program. Speakeasy was sold uh, to the former Horizon Beverage Company owner, Sestra Butner. Uh, He has launched uh, a brewery called Hunter's Point Brewery. He bought the Speakeasy ales and lagers, uh, brewing assets, and the brand Now, Speakeasy didn't disclose the financial terms of the transaction. However, uh, the court approved of a $2.5 million sale price for the distressed brewery. And it's something we've talked about with mid-level craft breweries and the problem that they're having this year and uh, a little bit from late last year as well. Uh, A lot of these mid-level guys uh, are leveraging a lot of money, borrowing a lot of money from banks, and they're not able to pay their debt when the bank calls the marker. Speakeasy was one of them, and so unfortunately... Uh, they ended up having to uh, shut down operations. The good thing, though, about Speakeasy is that they were able to rescue the brand and have somebody come in and buy the brewery, which is an important thing. This is interesting. Pico Brew raised a million, a uh, one million, one point eight million, excuse me, on Kickstarter. Uh, it's a campaign for Pico Model C. Uh, they raised that one point eight million from four thousand backers, and what the Seattle company is hailing as the most successful food Kickstarter ever. Now, Pico Model C, a countertop model capable of brewing a craft beer in about two hours. Uh, You can also cook with this. You can brew uh, kombucha, a gluten-reduced beer, uh, so many different things. I I don't really know much about this, but I'm interested to find out from the people in the company uh, what Pico Brew really is. So we're going to have to get these guys on the program uh, in the next couple of weeks as we continue on in our News and Notes segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We're coming to you from the Cloverleaf Tavern, here in beautiful Caldwell, New Jersey, it's a great night. They're doing a Sam Adams uh, kind of offering with some of the Sam Adams long shot selections uh, that are on, uh, on tap here. Uh, great food here at the Cloverleaf and fantastic beers as well. I'll tell ya, uh, th- you, you want to come to a place that does a fantastic tap takeover, this is the place to be at the Cloverleaf Tavern. Now, Massachusetts-based Treehouse Brewing Company uh, is asking a question, is Joe Flacco elite? So apparently the question was printed on the bottom of 12,000 cans next to the date that the beer was brewed. This, according to ESPN, Treehouse Packaging Line Operator Andrew Pillsbury reportedly came up with the idea to put the question about the Baltimore Ravens quarterback on the cans, a couple of which were sent to the football franchise's headquarters. And Pillsbury says, "Ah, I figured he'd open it up to the audience and let's see what they think. In my opinion, uh, and my very limited sports opinion, Joe Flacco is not elite. There are other elite quarterbacks out there. Joe Flacco certainly isn't one of them. He probably has to win a su- another Super Bowl at the very least uh, before, actually he's got to win one, yeah, he's got to win another one at least to, uh, to be an elite quarterback. They talk about Eli Manning of the Giants being an elite quarterback. I think he is because he's won two Super Bowls. He's probably got to put another one on his resume uh, in, in order to maybe uh, convince the fans, but this is a guy who's had tremendous longevity in Eli Manning in, in staying healthy and staying on the field uh, for the Giants. But listen, we're not a sports show. We talk about beer. It's pretty simple. Uh, and let's see. We've got one last little news and note segment here uh, before we take a quick break. Lawson's Finest, they are uh, discussing expanding the distribution into the Boston market as well as a destination brewery up in Vermont. Uh, the company is rebuilding an 8,000-square-foot building. It'll be converted into a public visitor center. And then a second 8,000-square-foot building is going to serve as the company's new production facility. Uh, they, they're looking at probably about a year uh, to complete this. They're talking about opening the... Uh, the facility next summer. It's uh, plans for a 30-barrel system, an initial maximum annual capacity of about 14,000 barrels, and that is a very big step up from their current seven-barrel brewing system. Uh, The company has produced beer under contract as well with Connecticut's uh, Two Roads Brewing. That adds a few thousand barrels to the company's annual output, but uh, again, they are looking to expand their business uh, quite significantly. So that's an interesting thing from, uh, from Lawson's Finest Liquids. We are here... At the Cloverleaf Tavern uh, with a live broadcast of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Lots of people here, some old friends, some listeners uh, from the Joe Piscopo Morning Show. And couldn't be uh, more thankful and grateful for you guys for coming here tonight uh, to the program. When we come back, though... After a short break, Ryan Dorchak, the GM and general partner of the Cloverleaf Tavern, is going to join me, and he's going to discuss the great history of this place located in Colwell. It is a very interesting history. They've been around for a very long time. Ryan's going to get into it. And also of why they have and started uh, with all the different craft beers that they have on tap as well as why they don't have one particular beer uh, that's here as well. Folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
2: Larry Elder can't find the law Donald Trump has broken. Uh, I'm a lawyer. If someone can tell me the law that we have under consideration here, I'd like to know what it is. I spent two hours last night on online looking for the law that Donald Trump allegedly broke by colluding with with the Russians. What? Explain to me what statute has been broken, what law has been broken. I'd like to know. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The
3: Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM 970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The Half-Off Tuition Program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM 970 The Answer. Is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Flushing Christian School, Hawthorne Christian Academy, Smithtown Christian School. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. There are two things every parent wants when their
2: child goes to college. For their child to do well... And a way to afford it. Now, with Discover Student Loans, parents can have the best of both worlds. Not only do our loans cover up to 100% of school-certified costs with zero fees, but we'll give them a cash reward for each new student loan if they earn at least a 3.0 GPA or equivalent. That means every A in history or B in math could help them earn a cash reward for good grades. Just one of the many ways we treat you like you'd treat you. Apply now in 15 minutes or less at discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply.
1: The Cloverleaf Tavern is unlike any establishment in New Jersey. Located at 395 Bloomfield Avenue in beautiful Caldwell, New Jersey, the Cloverleaf Tavern has outstanding burgers, wings, nachos, fish and chips, not to mention a huge selection of over 20 taps of delicious craft beer to go with an enormous bottle selection. This Tuesday night, May 23rd, the Cloverleaf will be featuring a tap takeover with a New Jersey local brewery, and that would be Magnify Brewing. All the taps will be taken over by Magnify. They're located in Fairfield, New Jersey. Jersey, but the Cloverleaf has been around since 1933 and has been voted the number one craft beer bar in the Northeast two consecutive years. So head over to the Cloverleaf Tavern, 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. For their full menu, you can go to CloverleafTavern.com and for reservations, just give them a call at 973-226-9812. That's 973-226-9812 or go to CloverleafTavern.com. Tweet us on Twitter, like us on Facebook.
2: We're everywhere. AM 970, theanswer.com.
1: Continuing the celebration that is American Craft. Beer Week. My name is Al Gattulo. This is the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer: What better way celebrating craft beer in America than one of the great American blues guitarists? One of the greatest, in my opinion, Stevie Ray Vaughan. A little "Love Me, Darling" from his last studio recording, "In Step," which uh, was not a well received album. Uh, a lot of blues fans didn't uh, didn't dig it. He thought it was more jazzy than bluesy, but. Let me tell you something, that was the tour that I got a chance to see him with, with uh, Jeff Beck and the Fire and the Fury tour at Madison Square Garden way back in 1989, and it blew me away. But continuing on, American Craft Beer Week here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer. Earlier this week on Tuesday, we were at the Cloverleaf Tavern in Caldwell, New Jersey. Uh, Ryan and the guys over there did a fantastic job hosting us. A Samuel Adams uh, special with their long shot brews. And let's continue on with the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on the road. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer. We're coming to you from the Cloverleaf Tavern in beautiful Caldwell, New Jersey. And you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattullo, Instagram at Gattullo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash agcraftbeercast, email at albertg at nycradio.com, and we're also on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single cast. My guest now on the cast, a third-generation member who has the honor of running this fine establishment that we are broadcasting from this evening. They've been serving beer here since 1933. CloverleafTavern.com is the website for more information. And let me welcome in Ryan Dorchak to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Ryan, welcome.
4: Thank you very much, Al. Appreciate you being here tonight. A
1: little applause here for the young man. Come on, come on. There we go. Thank you. Now, Ryan, thank you very much for having us this Absolutely. evening. The origin of the tavern is an interesting story. Why don't you tell the audience how the place got started? Absolutely.
4: Well, back in 1933, when uh, Prohibition was coming to a close, my uh, grandfather lived in the neighboring town of Roseland, and uh, he was only 23 years old, but he knew where the demand was, and that was in the bar business. So um, he picked out an awesome location here in Caldwell, and there was an actually like a bakery here uh, that he purchased. Okay. Now, he was 100% Czechoslovakian. This is the this is the funny part. Right. He was 100% Czech, but the bake shop that was here, actually, their logo was a shamrock. Really? So when he saw that, his wife was 100% Irish. Okay. So he goes, you know, perfect perfect name for a, a new opening pub, Cloverleaf. So Cloverleaf Tavern was born in 1933. He, First liquor license here in Caldwell after Prohibition. And uh, that pretty much started the, the journey
1: um, of the Cloverleaf Tavern. And, and and to today, now, to, uh, talking craft beer, when I was yep. here a few weeks back, you were telling me about, and forgive me, because I know I'm, I'm sure I'm screwing the story up here. At one point, your father, who had taken over the business, yeah. refused to buy Budweiser products, and that's how craft beer became a staple here at the Cloverleaf. Is that exactly. right? Exactly. So in the late 70s,
4: Budweiser pretty much controlled the market in beer right um, you know my father was a small up-and-coming tavern at the time actually just taken over from my grandfather so he had kind of he was kind of re-establishing the place as a family type venue mm-hmm. um, and in doing so as he when he would get deliveries in Budweiser would just drop their product out of the front they wouldn't bring it in they wouldn't rotate it they wouldn't. You know, they, they pretty much said, hey, for a little account like you, we're not going to take care of you like we take care of the big accounts. Right. Okay. So my father said, you know what, I don't need you. Don't ever come back again. And when he when he kicked them out, he kicking out the king of beers, per se, right. quote-unquote. He wanted to make sure that when people came in and asked for the beer that represented, you know, 70% of the market at the time, that he could say, listen, we don't have Budweiser, but we do have everything else that you could possibly want in beer. So... When, after he got rid of them, he said, whatever comes into this market, I'm going to carry. Okay. Um, and, and at the time, it was, a, it was a big import market. You know, so he had a, he had a broad import selection as well as, you know, the, the crafts. Because the crafts really didn't come along until the early 80s. But right. once the crafts did come along, he embraced them. And we were one of the first, along with Andy, Andy's Corner out of Magoda, um, that we, we consider the, the two of us the first craft beer bars In the state of New Jersey.
1: That is impressive. My guest is Ryan Dorchek. He's the GM, the managing partner of the Cloverleaf Tavern. CloverleafTavern.com is the website for more information. How great is it, though? And you talked about how craft beer really didn't start until the 80s. But how great is it to have Samuel Adams be a part of American Craft Beer Week? After all, they were one of the first who started craft beer in America. How do you like the long shot uh, brews that are on tap here at the Uh, tavern?
4: The long shot brews are great. I mean, they're... You know, that's what it's all about is that the long shot are long shots, individual home brewers right. who get to brew up a beer and typically they'd have a long shot of making the, the you know the market. Exactly and they're getting right into the market. So not only that, not only the you know, that part of it, but also having Sam Sam Jim Cook is the pioneer of craft beer. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy took an old recipe, used you know, the, the, the four ingredients that were meant to be brewed in beer and basically went door-to-door, bar-to-bar with his product from ground up along with Fritz Maytag on the West Coast that, you know, opened up Anchor Steam Brewing Company. Right. But those two guys put Kraft back on the market. So no matter what happens, like, you can never discount those two brewers. Now now Sam Adams is number, you know, number one, number two, along with Yingling, in the country. But those guys, I mean, I give give Jim, you know, and those pioneers of Kraft beer... All the credit in bringing back
1: the the benchmark for what beer is supposed to be, and it's impressive because he's he even says as big as he is, he still thinks of his company as a very small minuscule company when you look at. Uh, the Miller cores and the right. you know the uh, uh, the ABM Bevs of the world he's still small on that grand scale yeah so it's it's very impressive what he has done since Absolutely. the early 80s
4: unbelievable to
1: today and continuing to reinvent his product and putting different yeah. things out there and I think maybe he was a little behind the curve on the whole IPA craze and I think he's kind of tried to pick that up with the Rebel IPA and some of the IPA yeah. offerings they've had come out but well he
4: has to he, he, you know what I give him credit for keeping the balance because you have beer drinkers right. who drink for alcohol mm-hmm. you have Beer drinkers who drink for the actual quality of the beer, and you have to find a balance in order to really supply the nation and to bring people over from beer. Non-beer drinkers into the beer drinking market, you have to bring them through baby steps. Yep, and he's very good at making a beer that kind of balances out and appeals to the broad audience to get them into something that'll eventually lead them to, to the next thing. Exactly. Right.
1: Now, Ryan, let's talk about the PhD program at the Cloverleaf. Yes. Who knew that you could get a PhD in beer? How do you get started in the program? I love it. It's well, great. You got
4: to become an MBA first. Okay. So you got to become a master of beer appreciation. Okay. Okay. And in doing so, forty-five beers. Um, we vary those up based on styles. So you come in, you drink a lot of beers. The best part about this program is people discover, and the, the reason why I made this program is people discover styles that they didn't think they liked. Right. So um, watching beer drinkers come in here for years and years and years, I've seen them come in. They're, you know, they're brand loyal to a specific brand. They drink something. Ah, I don't want to try anything else. I like this beer. Right. So this program allows people to kind of diversify, try new beers, discover what their palate may like or dislike, and then make better judgment decisions on what, you know, they want to drink moving forward. So you get your MBA, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, uh, you, you graduate, you get a T-shirt, you get your name on the wall. Um, you drink out of a bigger mug all of our draft beers and then you graduate and you go on to your PhD program, which is which are beers that are a little more adventurous you know and that changes. We've, we've had the program since 2007 PhD mm-hmm. and we've never repeated a beer on that list. Really so we're, co- we're changing that list every single season and it's brand new. So, so so 10 years yeah
1: and you have not changed the beer on that list. And
4: one of our uh, one of our regulars over there, Olay uh-huh. Rose, Right. So he has how many, seven, 20? How many PhDs does he have, Rolay? 20?
1: 27.
4: 27? You're up to 27 already? That
1: 27 is 27
4: PhDs. That's a lot See, of beer. So, but, but he's never had
1: it. it's all different
4: beers. Right. So it, it keeps it interesting for him.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. My guest is Ryan Dorchak, the GM and managing partner of the Cloverleaf Tavern. That's where we're broadcasting from tonight on the Alga Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, CloverleafTavern.com, the website for more information. So, Ryan... We have so many of these craft breweries that are opening up. I mean, there's over five thousand in this country, and we're seeing a little bit of what I was considering a bubble at one point. Where, I, I, not to say that it's going to burst, at least in my opinion, but do you think that the craft beer market can sustain itself at its current rate of expansion? Or do you think there's going to be some attrition? No, one
4: hundred percent. I disagree with the bubble theory. Really? Absolutely. Okay. There is out there, the bubble hasn't even been blown the gum is still in the mouth okay yeah, but but a
1: lot of these mid level brewers are having a lot of issues now with trying yes. to they've expanded too fast, you and they're having rock. problems paying their loans back. Yep. So, but you don't think that, that thats di- a whole different difference. St- the mid-sized
4: brewery is a different story. They're—they're they're in for a little bit of a tough, you know, just you know, decision-making right. process. But as far as the bubble bursting, um, the, a large portion of the New Jersey market is still uneducated in craft.
1: That's true. So they only have seventy-five breweries here. Absolutely. So. so,
4: and and you know, when I was out in Colorado, in, when I was twenty-one in nineteen ninety-six, they had eighty-three breweries. And, you know, I kind of saw them as, you know, what we were going to become. Right. And it took us 20 years to catch up. Sure. Well, so because the
1: laws were antiquated and they abso- were very, very slow definitely. in moving and changing. Absolutely. New York has done a far better job in moving uh, the laws around in the last, I would say, six or seven years to get more brewers out sure. there. And I think New Jersey yep. is finally figuring out, hey, yes. we have a source of revenue and tax. And, definitely. you know, we can get that thing moving. Last question from me, Ryan. Uh, how do you deal with, and I know there are a lot of people, even in, in New Jersey, that self-distribute yeah. Guy comes in, try my beer. You give everybody an equal shot. Is it, you know, all right, I've only got a certain amount of uh, of taps. I'm limited. I, I can't really. Uh, what's your criteria for putting it? Uh, the, the the public
4: speaks. I mean, every single person that walks through this door that brews beer in New Jersey has an opportunity to, to be on draft here. Um, that's the bottom line. Okay. We put them on draft, um, and the public speaks. You know, we have a, a very fine-tuned palate clientele with fine-tuned palates that come in here right um, they come in you know they they try different beers then they give us honest feedback immediately and you know we can also gauge it depending on the sale of the beer sure. how long it takes us to you know kick the keg per se right and that gives us you know accurate data to whether or not that brewery is going to continue to be served here or whether we're going to be done. rotating yeah their draft
1: sounds good my guest has been Ryan Dorchak, the GM and managing partner of the Cloverleaf tavern cloverleaftavern.com the website for more information you can find out about the tap takeovers they're having and let me tell you something if when you if when the Carton Tap takeover comes around again next year for the Carton Coffee, you got to be here. When they do the Founders Breakfast on a Saturday morning at 10 o'clock and the line is around the corner here because people are dying to get in here to try the breakfast out, this is the place you have to be. Ryan, thanks so much for having us here, and thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast. Absolutely.
4: Real quick, Al, on yes. th- this Tuesday we have Magnify here, 28 lines from Fairfield. They're nice. like right down the street here, so it's going to be great. And thank you so much. It's been amazing. Enjoyed it. You got it. Appreciate Thanks so it. much, Take Ryan. Care. Be
1: here Tuesday. Magnify. Going to be here taking over all the taps. When we come back, we're going to talk to Brian Quinn from Peerless Beverage. We'll talk all about Samuel Adams, the reason why we're no, here I'm tonight, all bad. after a short break on the Alga Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
3: Seven one eight two three eight six five hundred. That's seven one eight two three eight six five hundred. And listen to Ask the Lawyer right here every Saturday evening at six. Hey, folks! Looking for a different kind of sports show? Then join me, Jeff Cadillac, Sunday nights at ten for the Jeff Cadillac Show, sponsored by Raymond James and Associates, Locust Valley, New York, on AM nine seventy. The answer.
2: As a 300-foot-tall dino monster, people think all I'm good at is rampaging. But there's more to me than that. Just like Geico. Yeah, they could save you money, but they also have over 75 years of savings and service. So Geico is super good at insurance. And yeah, I like rampaging.
3: But I'm also a huge fan of all...
2: Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
3: Hi, I'm Phil Van Horn, founder of Blue Rock Energy. We understand your level of frustration when you open your utility bill. We will simplify your energy supply with a program that is customized for your particular needs. Stop, think, switch, and save with BlueRockEnergy.com.
2: Kevin McCullough, Radio. Breaking news. What it means and why it matters. Weeknights at 5 on AM 970. The answer.
1: Talking about David Lee Roth, does it get any better than classic Van Halen? And let's face it, the Fair Warning album from 1981, very, very underrated Van Halen album. It's one of my favorites. As we welcome you back here to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and it is American Craft Beer Week. We're at the end of American Craft Beer Week, and earlier this week on Tuesday, we were over at a classic American craft beer bar the cloverleaf tavern in caldwell new jersey if you have not checked out this place folks i urge you to get over there it's family friendly they do a fantastic job over there ryan and the staff were amazing to us on tuesday and boy let me tell you something you can't get a better tap selection than the one at the cloverleaf tavern and it was brought to you by samuel adams pureless beverage the cloverleaf tavern and your friends at am 970 the answer let's continue with the algotulo craft beer cast on the road. Welcome back to the Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer coming to you live from the Cloverleaf Tavern celebrating American Craft Beer Week here in beautiful Caldwell, New Jersey. got to check this place out. The food is phenomenal. The beers are unbelievable. And let me tell you something. My next guest is a wealth of knowledge, okay? And I've known this guy for a little bit over a year now and uh, he's joined me on the program before but welcoming back Brian Quinn, the director of craft sales of Peerless Beverage, one of the guys who helped uh, bring this whole thing about here at the Cloverleaf Tavern tonight. Brian, welcome to the program. Great to be back, Al. Thank you. Uh, so Samuel Adams has been in Peerless' portfolio for over 20 years uh, in New Jersey itself. How, 19- have, uh, how have you guys helped to promote the brand in the state of New Jersey? Well, you know, it's it's
5: been a collaborative effort. I mean, it, it's something, you know, Sam Adams came to New Jersey in 1989, uh, way before there were really any brewers in New Jersey selling craft beer. Right. I, in fact, I, I was told, I remember hearing a story from one of our owners, Jim Cook literally drove up in a station wagon, came to Peerless, and asked each and every sales rep to sell one case of Boston Lager. Is that right? In 1989. That's, yeah, that so, sounds
1: believable because he's done that. No, I mean.
5: it's its legit. And, and drinking beer the whole time, I was talking to Salesforce. force. But, right. Uh, yeah, it's really been a, a brand that has grown as Peerless has grown. It's really part of our fabric. Uh, we have a really close relationship with uh, with Boston Beer. So,
1: uh, yeah, as Peerless has grown, so has Sam Adams. That is awesome. Now, places like the Cloverleaf here have been enormously helpful in promoting not just Sam Adams, but, but all your brands that are in your portfolio. And how, do, how does the Cloverleaf do that for you guys to help you out? Well,
5: first and foremost, Ryan runs an incredible beer program here. Um, you can serve great beer. Anybody can serve great beer, but you really need a staff that is passionate as well. Mm. And they do a great job hiring people who are passionate about craft beer. They train their people. Uh, they care about draft quality. All of the elements that make a, a beer
1: experience exceptional. And how does it? And how how is it working with the other breweries? Because you guys cover northern and a little bit into central New Jersey. I, you know, they, they always talk about the central line being the. Uh, the Raritan Bridge, you know, going over, uh, going over on the Parkway. But really, you guys handle the northern end of the state and a little bit of the central part. Yeah, of the we're
5: state. the northern seven counties of New Jersey, so we're uh, we're kind of living, uh, you know, Union, Bergen, Essex, Hudson, Passaic, Sussex. Who have I forgotten? Did I hit Bergen? Essex, <laughs> Morris. Essex. Morris. How can I forget Morris, Morris guy, That's right. There. So yeah, we're we're northern. We're northern focused. Um, but, yeah, we're delivering the message of craft across all those counties. We have an incredible portfolio of brands, including Sam Adams. And, uh, you know, we're out there every day talking uh, talking about better beer, delivering better beer, and, and not just taking better beer in but having a better beer experience, really right. really serving it in the way that the brewer intended
1: Almost like you're super-serving the community because you want them to enjoy The beers that are in your portfolio because you want them coming back to drink those beers.
5: There's no doubt about
1: that. All right, right. so we're talking with Brian Quinn, the director of craft sales uh, for Peerless Beverage here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, we're coming to you from the Cloverleaf Tavern, uh, one of the, as as Ryan said uh, in the previous segment, one of the first to get their uh, liquor license again when Prohibition was ending. And boy, let me tell you something. His grandfather was a smart man for putting this bar right where it is because they do a jumping business. Now, we got a chance... Uh, to try the long shot beers from Samuel Adams. I only had a chance to taste the Sasson, and I'm going to try the other two a little bit later. But, uh, Brian, you got a chance to taste all three. Uh, Give me your Give give me your impressions of each of them.
5: Well, first off, Al, the cool thing here is that Boston Beer does this contest where they have homebrewers sending their recipes. The winners of this contest are, they could be guys like you and I. Right. Who are just brewing in the garage. Hanging out with their buddies. So it's really cool what they do for uh, the brewing community in terms of this program. Um, so, yeah, these recipes, I think they're all fantastic. Uh, I homebrew infrequently with kids that are 7 and 5. So right. I, I would love to make beers of this, uh, of this level of quality. Um, so, yeah, they're all, it's all a matter of taste. You know, but, but, yes, um, so getting into the styles, we have the Wild Child. Right. So Wild Child is American Wild Ale. Uh, kind of like a uh, Belgian pale ale of sorts. Um, a very tame, a domesticated wild ale, I would say. It's like, it's not too sour. It's not too tart. Uh, I think it's a very welcoming ale. Um, Great fruity esters from the Belgian East. Um, little earthiness. Uh, and finishes pretty clean and uh, under 6%. So really something you uh, close to being more sessionable.
1: Now, the, the barnstorm I had, the Saison, I... I, I I didn't really get a lot of spiciness to it, but I got a little bit of floral, yeah, um, a little bit of I don't know, smoothness. Like, I really expected something a little different. Not, not to say that it would be harsh, but very smooth going down. Almost a light type of beer, although it's 7.8%, which is, you know, it's pretty hefty. You drink one or two of those.
5: Yeah, that's definitely in the range of what most Saisons are today. I I, I didn't get any... Specifics is the first time I had a chance to try it. But I almost got a bit of a, a citrusy, like orange yes. kind of flavor from it. I don't know if it has an orange zest or um, it's a matter of some of the hops that they used. Um, it was very interesting to me. Again, another, you know, Saison's or Belgian yeast strain, so you get some of the spiciness, uh, pepperiness, uh, phenols from the yeast. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was really pleasant. It's surprising. Different. And, and I would like to check uh, check my palate and make sure that, I, again, the citrus in there, there was um, not too not too bitter, finished pretty clean, uh, deceptively strong. Like, if it, it did yeah. not, the heat was not there. I didn't perceive it as being a high ABV beer. So right. that's a sign of a well-made beer for e- sure.
1: Excellent. And then finally, the last one we have is the Coffee Head, which is a 7% uh, Imperial Stout. What do you think of that? And I really expected for an Imperial Stout to have a little bit more of a higher ABV. So I was surprised that it's a lower ab i'm with
5: you on that i think they took some liberties here in terms of putting into a category not to uh it it is what it is but yeah imperials usually live at a little bit maybe a a eight and above right to ten is what i would usually consider imperial uh that said i kind of like that it had that roastiness and you got some of that coffee with neither neither of those flavors being overwhelming i thought it had good balance to it um You know, the fact that it's it's 7%, a little lower in the ABV level than a typical uh, Imperial. But, um, yeah, something I could definitely come back for. The body was medium. It wasn't – it didn't sit heavy on the palate. Uh, Despite its strength, I could come back for another one of those, too, and I'm – when I'm not drinking beer, coffee is, uh, is oh, yeah. you know, it's AM coffee side, beer, you know. beer <laughs> You're and in evening. the PM side. So, right. yeah, so I like, uh, you know, when they come together, it's quite nice.
1: Brian Quinn, the director of craft sales of uh, Peerless Beverages, my guest here on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answers, we're coming to you live from the Cloverleaf Tavern in beautiful Caldwell, New Jersey. Can't thank the listeners enough for coming out, for you folks uh, for l- listening to the program and giving me an opportunity uh, to do the program here. Brian, a uh, 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 Sam Adams, and I talked about this with Ryan uh, in the last segment. They seem to have missed the boat, maybe, in the early goings of the IPA craze that was coming out about four or five years ago. They seem to, I I think Jim kind of was like, you know what, it's a fad. It's going to, you know, hit it and quit it and kind of get out of here. And I think it's kind of had some longevity to it, where it is a a very, very popular style for a lot of beer goers. And I, I think when they finally did decide to go the IPA route. Uh, their Rebel Raw is tremendous. I wish they would put more of that out. It's got that, that dank quality that I really like in an no IPA. Yep. Um, their Rebel IPA series is very good, but I, but I also feel like the higher ABV ones are the ones they really should be shooting for. What, what's your opinion on the uh, Sam Adams IPAs?
5: Well, I, I, I think first off that, that Sam Adams has always been big on making beers with balance and, and making beers that people could come back to time and time again and uh they built an incredible business on that model um yeah i can't speak to the specifics as to why maybe the later get into the game but uh i think again when they when they decided to get into the ipa game seriously um they thought about that as well like where could we find the middle ground in terms of satisfying the hop lover but also having some balance there where people can come back for another one so um yeah, I think that uh, again they flexed out with Rebel Raw, yep. and uh, you know Rebel Rouser, you know their Imperial. They've definitely gone big and done it well. Um, I mean, really, when you get into their book, they makes st- they make so many styles. I-, I think obviously you would know that sure. general consumer thinks they make. And they've actually had commercials on that showing it talking yeah, we don't about how just many make, styles right. they make. Yeah, we don't certain, just make
1: Boston Lager. We make all of these other things. When
5: you're that successful in in one singular brand or seasonals, sometimes you lose lose sight of the the, the depth of the portfolio. But um, yeah, they, they they're really hey they they're making beer for everybody, and they consider the entire market and not just one segment. So yeah, I think that their thought process in terms of their IPA were to make something that that rides the line of balance and really uh, a more traditional inter- instead of going for those hop rockets and hot bombs. Right. And, you know, so... Uh, yeah, the juice
1: bombs that everybody seems to like. But I, I, think they, I think they struck it with the Rebel Raw. They really nailed it. I, I wish they wouldn't put it out for such a limited time because it's so quick to get in the store and quick to yeah. get out. But I think that's the one, to me, out of all the IPAs that they make, that's the one that I really love the most, that I could go back and buy again and again and again.
5: Yeah, that was I, I. was fortunate enough to try that for its limited uh, limited release. I got a can of it, and it, it, it totally delivered. I mean, yeah. it's like you know stacks up against anything going on in the New England
1: scene right now. So uh, yeah, they can do it. They can do it all. They can. Brian Quinn, the director of craft sales of Pureless Beverages, has been my guest on the Alcatuloa Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, the answer is we are here live at the Cloverleaf Tavern in beautiful Caldwell, New Jersey. Brian, as always, thanks for bringing the knowledge, and thank you and Peerless Beverage for helping us to put this event on tonight. Great to be here, Al. Thanks a lot. You got good it, Brian. To good to see you. When we come back, a little different take on Suds and Duds. Uh, normally, I'm the one who does the Suds and Duds uh, uh, segment, but we're going to have three people that are going to come up and try the different long-shot Samuel Adams brands, and they're going to tell us whether they like it, whether they think it's a Suds, or whether it's a dud right after a short break on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
2: Dennis Prager defends the president. I have made my argument clear. The only alternative was four more years of left-wing domination and ruination of America. Unless the man is a psychopathological mass murderer, which even they didn't claim, why would you not vote for him? And he's turned out to be a conservative dream. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. A Bronx Tale is Broadway's new hit musical, and now it's a New York Times Critics' Pick. Directed by Robert De Niro and Jerry Zach, based on the story by Chaz Palminteri.
6: Girl, a new
2: day, yeah, and boys, AM New York hails it as a combination of Jersey Boys and West Side Story. A Bronx Tale, Broadway's new hit musical. Get your tickets today at telecharge.com.
1: And what better way to finish off the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on the road with a classic heavy metal band in Motley Crue. Same old situation, but these guys could really bring it back in the day. Although, I saw Vince Neil solo with uh, Steve Stevens when they opened for Van Halen a number of years ago. A number of years ago. My God, it's got to be 20 years and uh, not exactly the same thing. But Crue was a great band. They definitely were Uh, a a rocking band back in the 80s and, uh, you know, following on the heels of Van Halen and all the other metal uh, that had come out at that time, KISS and Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. But, hey, listen, we're talking American music because it's American Craft Beer Week. It's the end of American Craft Beer Week this week on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And earlier this week, on Tuesday, we were over at the Cloverleaf Tavern in Caldwell, New Jersey. Uh, Ryan and the staff did a fantastic job at helping us out. And you folks, the listeners... Great job at coming down and supporting the Al Craft Beer Cast. Our final segment, of course, as always, is uh, Suds or Duds, right? So this time around, we decided to take a couple of people from the audience to try some of Samuel Adams' new long shot beers from uh, a competition that they put together from American Home Brewers and get their opinions on Suds and Duds. So without further ado, let's continue the final segment, Suds and Duds, of the Al Craft Beer Cast. On the road. The final segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast, Yay! and we are coming to you live from the Cloverleaf Tavern in beautiful Fomwell, New Jersey. Thank you, Darren. Young. Uh, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget, we are on iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single show. So it's time for suds and duds where I usually give you my opinion of what is a sud and what is a dud. But tonight, we're going to do something a little different. We've got three people here, three listeners, who have graciously uh, given themselves their time for uh, a few minutes here. Gary, Maureen, and Jim. And uh, they are going to uh, sample some of the Sam Adams beers that are on tap here. The uh, Barnstorm. Actually, we're going to start with the Summer Ale. Then the Barn... Uh, the uh, Let's see. The Wild Child. Then the Barnstormer. And then the Coffee Head uh, will be the final one. So... Uh, Gary from Essex Falls, New Jersey. I want you to start off with the summer ale. Take a sip of it, and then uh, we want us to give you your your opinion. Whether you like it or whether you don't like it? As Gary is sipping his beer, sipping the summer ale. So, Gary, what do you what do you like? You like it? You don't like it? You tell me.
6: I I, th- I like that a lot, actually. Okay. Yeah, it had a nice uh, like a almost like a fruity flavor, like a. It was alive, it was. It, it tasted good to me, not a, not a hard flavor, not a hard taste.
1: Not not a bitter, not, bitter you're not a bitter beer drinker.
6: That, yeah, I. you know, I um, I found that, I found it refreshing.
1: Refreshing, okay, very good. So Gary, that, uh, we'll uh, call that one a suds for the Summer Ale. Maureen, why don't you take a sip of the Summer Ale in your flight there, and as Maureen gives it a quick sniff of the Snifter, very good, and then she takes a little bit of a sip of it. Maureen, what do you think of that one?
0: That one is delicious. Okay. It's actually really refreshing, and I can imagine drinking this on a beautiful summer night with the warm weather. It's awesome.
1: Excellent. All right, Maureen from Montville, New Jersey. Thank you. Jim from Verona, New Jersey, is now going to try the summer ale and uh, give us his opinion on it. So as uh, Jim grabs his glass, and I, my, my good man Darren Yellen puts the microphone right to his face. Jim, what do you think? Wow. Okay.
7: Fabulous. Absolutely love it. Uh, it's great. Uh, it really is. But, of course, i got to say, I never met a beer I didn't like. All so right. Well, there you go. What can I say?
1: There you go. All right. Uh, all right. So let's move on as we continue on our Suds and Duds segment here as we are at the Cloverleaf Tavern in Caldwell, New Jersey. And thanks to the folks from Peerless Beverage, Sam Adams, and, of course, the Cloverleaf for uh, helping us out here and allowing us to put this on tonight. Let's move on to the Wild Child, which is the second glass in the flight there. So... Gary from Essex Fells, New Jersey, is going to try it first. Gary, you give that one a sip, and then you tell me what you whether you think that it is a suds or whether it's a duds. As we wait, Gary is going to give us his opinion. That, that's, a,
6: that's a harder flavor, a harder taste. Harder taste. Okay. It's it's good. It's not it's not my palate, but I liked it. Okay. And it had a it had like a full rounded flavor to it. Okay, full yeah. rounded flavor.
1: Yeah. All so, right. Good enough. Yeah. It, it, listen, it's not rocket science. Not number one's my favorite so far. All right, Summerell is his favorite so far. Maureen from Montvale, New Jersey. Why don't you give Wild Child a try? We'll see what what Maureen thinks of it. I think Maureen's a wild child. Oh, well, let, hey, let's it take it the easy wild. now, Darren. It's a family show. As Maureen is taking a sip of her Wild Child, and she's taking another sip just to make sure. What do you think, Maureen?
0: This has a rich, rich flavor. Mm-hmm. It's different than any beer I've ever had. Okay. I do like it. It is um, almost fruity in flavor.
1: Fruity in flavor. I really
0: like it Okay,
1: very good. Maureen likes it. That's two for two on the uh, suds from Maureen, two for two from Gary as well. Now, Jim and Verona is going to take a sip of the Wild Child from his flight. Go ahead. We'll give that one a sip there, Jim, and tell me what you think of it. What do you think of that
7: one, Jim? It's good. Okay. It's very good. Right. But like I said, I never met a beer I didn't like. So I, I, I'm sure it's not going to be my favorite because I think the next one is going to be because the, I love dark, bitter beers.
1: Okay. Well, before so. we get to the dark, bitter beers, though, Jim, as we continue on our Suds and Duds segment here on the on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer from the Cloverleaf Tavern here. The Barnstormer is the next one. We're going to get to the stout last. So... Gary, if you will take uh, the third glass there, you will try that one and give that one a sip and see how you think. Now, the Barnstormer is a 7.8% Saison, the Wild Child, a 5.7% American Wild Ale that we had before. And the Summer Ale is about a 45 to 5% uh, summer brew, very light. And so far, everybody likes the Summer Ale. Now, well,
6: this one okay. is different. Okay. I like it a lot. Okay. It's a stronger with a bite to it. Right. And the, uh, the color... Uh the, it's a different color to it. Uh, I
1: like the color. Okay. And um but it has a good bite. Liked it a lot. Good bite to it. Liked yeah. it a lot. All right. So yeah. thank you, Gary from Essex Fells, New Jersey. Now Maureen from Montvale, she's gonna give the um the Born a try. That's a Saison. That's a little bit heavy, that's a seven point eight percent, so it's got some kicks in it. And she's sniffing, she's sipping. And what? this is
0: not my cup of tea. Okay. It's Bitter and sour in taste. Bitter
1: and sour, okay. And
0: so it does not, is not pleasing to my palate. Okay. But the extra alcohol in it could be a plus. Could be
1: a plus. All right, very good. Maureen from Montvale, New Jersey, very honest opinion. Jim from Verona, he's going to try his Barnstormer. Of course, he's waiting for the coffee head, so I'm guessing what his opinion is going to be on here, but I'll wait until he takes a sip of the Barnstorm.
7: Go ahead. Oh. I do like it. He does like it. I All like right, it. and very much um, better than the the previous one. Okay, better we, than the Wild Child. All yeah, right, yeah, okay. it, it, it is. It's very good, uh, delicious, right?
1: Wonderful flavor, wonderful bouquet. I really like it. Okay, so there you go. So Jim and Maureen didn't like the um, the Barnstormer, so she'd call that one a dud. Jim and Gary, both like theirs. They would call that a such. Finally, we're going to get to the coffee head, the stout that Jim has been waiting for. Gary and Essex Fells; he'll start it off first. He'll get a good sip of that good stout there. That is a coffee imperial stout at 7%. I was expecting the imperial stout to be a little bit stronger as... um, Brian and I were discussing earlier maybe more in the level of like a 10 or 11%. But, hey, what are you going to do? Wow. Gary, what do you think? Wow. Wow.
6: that That's a dark beer. Yes, it is. And uh, I was expecting something totally different, Al. Okay. What were you expecting?
7: Very, what were you expecting? Like a,
6: a very bitter beer. Okay. And this is uh, almost like a, not a cream, but a smooth, easy to drink, full flavor, very rich.
1: Like a coffee, like a cappuccino. All right. Have you ever drank a stout before? I don't know. Okay, you don't know? Well, they're dark, so that right off the bat, four, if you haven't had four, th- four years in the military, you drink everything. That's <laughs> true. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So, Gary likes the likes uh, the coffee head. He was expecting something else, but he enjoys it. That's yeah. a suds. Yeah. Maureen, why don't you take a try of yours? And she goes and grabs her glass there. Again, the coffee head is a 7% coffee imperial stout. Uh, and uh, very, very. Vince Miko from. Uh, from Kearny Bank, thank you very much, my friend, for coming by. I very much appreciate it. On the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast, Maureen, what do you think? This is amazing. Well, uh, Darren, if you could put the microphone. This there. is thank
0: amazing. Um, it's nothing like I've ever tasted in a beer before. It has a scent almost like soy to me. Soy. And in, instead of fruit. Okay. And it's delicious. I love this beer.
1: Excellent, excellent. So, Maureen is uh, is loving the coffee head, and now. Jim, who has been waiting from Verona, New Jersey, has been waiting to try this out like for the entire time. No, he's yeah. I'm sure he's going to like it. I have to forgive my executive producer, Darren. He doesn't get the people on mic quick enough, but that's all right. We'll train him. So, what do you think, Jim? You at your lips already? I'm 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 guessing that you loved it. Al, I'm yeah. in love. You're in love. This is
7: fabulous, fabulous beer. I love it. I love it. Love right. it. Absolutely Very good. Love it. This is that's outstanding. Listen, go, <laughs> Garrett.
1: Go ahead, Jim. Give me go ahead.
7: I, that, that's it. Can, that's it? What more can I say? Yes. I absolutely love it. The taste, is the flavor, the, oh, everything about it. It's, it, it. Jim sold a it.
1: number one. He wants a six-pack to go if they have it here. That's uh, it. No, I'll no. take a 12-pack. I'll take a 12-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Gary from Essex Fells, New Jersey. Maureen from Montville, New Jersey. And Jim from Verona, New Jersey. Thank you so much for participating in the Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. The flight is yours. You can save me whichever one you have in hat or whatever, I'll, I think the, the one in the middle I think is mine, and I'll, I'll sample that after the show. But folks, we are out of time. It is amazing how fast this hour has gone. My thanks to Darren Yellen, to Jerry Crowley, to Phil Boyce, to Ryan Dorchak, and the fantastic staff here at the Cloverleaf Tavern. Make sure you tip them very generously. Brian Quinn from Peerless Beverage, thank you, my friend. Samuel Adams Beer, all the listeners for coming out and supporting the show. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rob Prizuto. You are the man. I love it for all of you guys coming down, and of course, Stu for your engineering skills. My, my good friend, Mr. Hank from Freehold, New Jersey, and his son, thank you so much for coming out as well. To Debbie Duhain, to Russ Salzberg, to everybody who came out here. Love it. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I'll be back on Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Cattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Cheers, everybody.